my strategy from last year by spreading your money around? No, I'm not spreading my money around. I'm just playing where I think I could I could make money. Is that called spreading your money around? I know. <laughs> I'm confused by your statement. Let's move to the Western Conference. I'm doing a little drum roll, please, because this is a bloodbath. Oh, my God. I, I'm so fucking excited for basketball because of the Western Conference. Um, and we'll, we'll jump right to it. Let's, uh, let's start with the Golden State Warriors champions uh, from last year. And I may or may not have a nice uh, parlay with them in uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. I actually don't, but it would have been a smart thing to do. But anyways, their over-under <laughs> is 67 and a half. And last year, they were at 67. Uh, Shane, Mr. King of the Wings, tell me what the Warriors are going to do. Over. Again, for the same reasons as last year. Little known fact, they have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jamon Green, <laughs> and they <laughs> got and their roster got better, which is like literally yes, crazy. Uh, Omri Caspi yes. is perfect for that team. He, him and Nick Young off the bench is going to be so much fun to watch. I don't know if you saw the the Nick Young quote, like his training camp quotes are already amazing. It's like. <laughs> One, like, I find myself passing the ball more. And then I think his other quote was like, they asked him what he if it came to the game-winning shot, and he was just be like, I shot it, and then just tell Steph and Kevin I didn't see them. Like, <laughs> Nick Young and the Warriors is so exciting. Um, they might have made it this. Over, under, three and a half minutes per game average in the fourth quarter for Nick Young, Shane. Over, because they'll be winning so many games. Ah, fair, fair. Someone has to play. <laughs> No, nah, it's gonna be Patrick McCaw just just eating up those minutes. All right, uh, Ramu, any uh, any takes on the Warriors? Uh, no bets on the Warriors. I think this is uh, an over, but I'm I'm soft on it. No no bets. Fair enough, Hari. Pass. Uh, I'll just say one thing: three of their losses came on rest days, and Adam Silver said you can't rest anymore. So it's just math. Um, that, that and I, I think that's an excellent point. Actually, their NBA is moving to fewer back to backs and is putting a lot of protected games on national television, which means that the Warriors are going to be playing a lot on national television, yes. playing with two days of rest. Yes. Um, so I, I think I agree with I think that's a really good point, that there's going to be fewer fewer games where you're going to have to rest Curry or KD or whoever, uh, and they're just going to play through the season. But, I mean, I think, right, you're Steve Curry, you're still going to protect them for the end of the season. I think yeah, yeah, they just have, like, the say, depth, like, right, like they just have the depth to do it. Like, those guys are going to average between 25 and 30 minutes per game. Which is like fine. Yeah, I also don't think that like I don't think this new rest like penalty system is really gonna matter. I think team you can't tell me Popovich is gonna be like, Oh no, we can't pay a five hundred thousand dollar fine. They'll pay that shit so fast that I, I think it's a good point that like they're trying to get away or they're trying to move away from like more back to backs, but like if Pop wants to rest Manu Ginobili, he's gonna rest him. Yeah. Yes. As an aside, this is a bullshit rule. Like, I don't understand why you can't let coaches manage their rosters, right? It's, like, it's the, I mean, uh, it's the TV ratings thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a TV rep thing, but like, right? What? I mean, baseball does it all the time, and nobody bats an eye. And then basketball, the next longest league, we're like, oh my god, this is a disaster. Like, you know, they're like, let pop rest his guys, like, or let anyone rest their people. Like, it doesn't make any sense. 
I, you know, I don't know. I actually, I think this is a smart move by Adam Silver. And like the fact that he compromised it by also saying, hey, we're just going to get rid of these back-to-backs or, or the four night, four games and five nights um, and, and the number of back-to-backs. Like, Ari, I don't disagree with you in the sense of like from a coach's perspective, like fuck the league, you know, I should be able to do what I want. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I look at what's happening in the NFL and then I compare it to what's happening over here. And it's like, this seems like a step towards making things better uh, from like both sides. What I'm saying, like, I'm going to give you a scenario, right? Like a doomsday scenario that this Bucks team is, you know, playing great basketball as the three seed, maybe closing in on the two seed. And then Giannis goes down with a late season injury. And you say, well, shit, if we could fucking rest this guy and wouldn't have to pay this fine, this wouldn't have happened. And then the league is immediately going to change this rule. Uh, I also thought that they started the season two weeks earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, like, be able to have by not going to the White House. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, they weren't. They weren't invited, Shane. They weren't invited. Um, oh yeah. All right. Let's 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 move on to what was I thought the most exciting roster in the Western Conference until about three days ago. The Houston Rockets over under fifty five and a half. Last year was fifty five. Um, I'll start this one off. As someone that resides in Houston and may or may not be doing game day stats for the Rockets, um, I'll say 55 feels about right. But fuck, this team, this city is excited for this team. I think Daryl Morey is just incredible. Like the the way he finagled that trade was awesome. Uh, for like someone that follows him very closely, what I am really curious to see uh, and this is like deep basketball insight in the sense of they don't really have a backup point guard. So I'm curious to see like who Maury does his midseason trade for um, because he inevitably will do one of those. But uh, just a, a little little take, I think it's going to be Jameer Nelson. So when Jameer Nelson be, puts on a Rockets uh, a uniform and is the backup point guard heading into the playoffs, you guys can all thank me for that insight. But other than that, I, I'm curious to hear your takes on if you think the Harden CP3 thing is going to work because I think it's going to be amazing. Um Hari, why don't you start us off? What what are Harden and CP3 going to do? Uh, so here is uh, so I actually think that this. Uh, so I talked about a lock earlier with the with the Cavs. I think this is a second lock on the board. Um, so as a note, uh, if you sort of look, NBA Miner has this very interesting article that they pr- printed out in like 2014 that said essentially NBA players hit this huge drop off when they hit about 31, 32. Uh, it's hard to play at this level when you get into your sort of your early 30s. Uh, and that's exactly the age Chris Paul is turning this year. Um, this is a crazy high number in terms of not just looking at the Rockets, but looking at Rockets like franchise history. They hit 56 wins in 2014-2015. Yeah, they hit it in 2014-2015? 2014-2015, and when's the other year? Uh, one. I don't know. Exactly. It's Olajuwon the year they they signed Barkley for that like two or three year contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And they went on to lose the Jazz that year in the Western Conference Finals. So fundamentally, you were asking a question, is is this Rockets team a Western Conference Finals team? Is this a team that could go out and do essentially what this franchise has rarely, rarely done? This is a good team. Um, I don't think it is the best Rockets team I've ever seen all time. Uh, I think this is a lock on the under. Uh, wow. So give me 15 on the under. Interesting. I like it. Ramu, what are your takes on the Rockets? Uh, wow. That is... This is going to be fun. So, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is your this is your second best team in the NBA. Uh, yes. 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 Lay it on us, Ramu. 
I, I, I really don't see how this team has gotten a lot worse. So both of these guards, I mean, obviously are, are tremendous catch and shoot shooters. So let me give you a couple stats. So Paul last year, uh, 77 percentile. Harden was in the 90 percentile for catch and shoot situations. Um, so both of these individuals are going to be able to get their shot and make the bucket. So I actually see them splitting time. So two different field generals at different times. Um, you can also bring them in together. I think there's a lot of pieces that you can do together. Then Tony will figure it out. Um, I think that they just have a lot of loaded top-end talent and a lot of quality rotation to, on their bench to supplement. So yes. I think these guys just really creating an offensive hazard last year, which we saw was an issue for teams last year in the playoffs. These guys made a run because they just score. And it's tough to defend them when you can just put up buckets. Um, I think this is this is I, I kind of wish this was maybe a game um, a game lower. It, it kind of moved a little bit the line. 55 and a half I'm so good with. This is still a lock at over for $15. Nice. I like it. There we go. Shane, take us home. Do the analytics. What is uh what is Daryl Moore gonna do with this team? Keep a green with Ramu and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I, Samin, the Rockets have the best backup point guard in the NBA. His name's James Harden. Fair. Yeah, uh, I, okay. One of them will always be on the court. So I, I don't see that being a problem. Um, Ryan Anderson's going to have, he's going to be even more open. Uh, he's going to take even more wide open threes. I think Umba Mute and PJ Tucker are perfect additions. As long, I think Capella is huge. If he can stay healthy for 82 games, I think this team wins. I think this team's a lock for the over. Um, Maybe the great center, too. I think D'Antoni is the perfect coach for this roster construction. I wouldn't trust any other coach in the NBA to get as much out of the Chris Paul-James Harden combination than D'Antoni. Like, he was born for this to make this work. Um, so, yeah, I... I I think the Rockets are a, a hard over the 55 and a half. Yeah. Sorry, hard. Um, I'm also going the uh, the emotional route. I think this, it felt like in terms of getting out into the city, it felt like the Rockets more than any other like local Houston team because the other two teams were kind of in the midst of their seasons. Um, like the Harvey thing, I don't know. I think like the I'm excited for their first game except for the fact that it's against the Mavs at home, which is going to be just terrible. But um, this thing's going to work. Just ask everyone that went to the Drew League. All right. so here's, my thing. Dan, this, uh, here's my thing. I think there's a lot of misplaced praise. Like what D'Antoni did like maybe a decade ago and like what maybe Chris Paul did like six years ago. Like there's a lot of like nostalgia that's happening here that is not actually accurate to like A, how D'Antoni coaches or B, how Chris Paul plays. Like, I actually agree with this idea of Mababute and PJ Tucker. Like, I actually think those are very good additions to the team. I just don't think that Chris Paul is this, like, one, is this general and, like, some sort of, like, team leader that's going to somehow score. Like, how many points do we think he's going to score a game? Like, obviously, he's hitting the twilight of his career. Like, is he going to be like, a 30-point guy? Is he going to be a 20-point guy? Like, is he going to be that person that sets everyone up? And, like, is he going to be the shooting threat, which we think he's going to be? And I don't agree with any of that at all. The last time D'Antoni won this many games, like he was able to go over this total, was 2006. 2006-07 with Phoenix. He That's won 61 a... games. And he hasn't won more than 55 games since then. 
That's a shitty argument. He was with. But I'm saying he hasn't done it. The Rockets haven't done it. Chris Paul hasn't done it. Like who? Like what has been happening to this team? All of a sudden, that they are going to do this. Okay, so your argument that the Rockets aren't going to go over is that Dan Tony with the Lakers that hated each other and that dumbass Knicks team couldn't do it, and then the Rockets in the early in the '90s couldn't win over 50. What does that have to do with today? But I'm saying, like, what shows you that it's going to, like, all of a sudden, like, let's be honest, the, the West is stacked, right? I don't think any of us are going to figure out, this is probably the best Western conference that we've seen in years, is all of a sudden that this sort of cream rise at the top, why is this Houston team built? This Houston team was built to win for four years ago, maybe, but isn't built to, like, I, I don't think Chris Paul is this, like, game changer that's going to come in and, and somehow grow them this number of games. And I don't think they're going to somehow win more games in a much, much, much tougher conference. Now that every star in the NBA has moved to the West. Like, I just don't see them having, like, is this team, like, right? If you're just t- taking teams that win 56 games in a season, look at the teams that win 56 games in a season. They are, like, led by all-stars or led by Hall of Famers or someone, right? I think Harden is probably a Hall of Famer. Like, Paul, maybe, like, maybe what? he's okay. No, Paul's a Hall of Famer. Paul's a Hall of Famer. So think first ballot Hall of Famer. Do you think? Do you think Olajuwon Barkley and Harden Paul are a fair comparison? Do you think that is? Then I would, I would take that over. We are doing an over under this year. Uh, so that, so that I, makes I, no sense. Hari, I think your best your best point is right in the sense of the West is stacked, and like that is the number one reason to bet against this. Like I agree with that point. I think Chris Paul is a game changer. Like, yeah, we can quote, you know, like for the average NBA player, when they hit 31, they hit a big, steep decline. But like, tell that to LeBron James, like tell that to like those generational talents. Like Chris Paul isn't a generational athlete, but the fact that he has been able to essentially be like the top rated real plus minus point guard for the last like four or five seasons, or at least in the top two, I think speaks to just how well his game will translate as he ages because he doesn't really rely on athleticism as much as he relies on basketball IQ. So I think he's a game changer. Um, and I think I, the last thing too, real quick, is like the Rockets are much better built for the regular season than the playoffs. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, that was going to be my last point. So I, I think that's a big uh, factor in what I think is going over. Also, I, I mean, I think oh, we just view Chris Paul differently. Like I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Hari just doesn't think so, so he wouldn't. There wouldn't be as much of a a, a variance there. So that yeah. that's I disagree wholeheartedly. But you know, but I, he, here's here's his last six seasons, right? So nineteen point eight points per game, sixteen point nine, nineteen point one, nineteen point zero, nineteen point five, eighteen point one. He's had his like lowest seed, right? Like clearly, this is a parabola that is now starting <laughs> to go down. Eighteen point one. Stop. Obviously, stop. the trajectory of his career is going down. You don't like. Listen, I don't want you to lose money. I care about this podcast. I care about this podcast deeply. I just don't want you guys to lose money. And this seems like a losing proposition to bet on this Rockets team. You know, all of a sudden, be this like amazing team. Like I said, four years ago, easy, easy lock got me over. As, this as team as today is just a bunch of old guys who are just. Supplementing James Harden, who's oh a great God. player. Oh my God. And Chris Paul, who's not going to have a great season this season. All right. Fine. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's enough on the Rockets. I'm very ex- That was very exciting. And that was probably the best six minutes of basketball debate this podcast has ever produced. And it was the dumbest argument this podcast has produced. Also true. <laughs> um, on, to, uh, on to the machine that is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, 54 and a half is their over under. And last season they went 61. Uh, 
I, I'll start this one off. <laughs> the 54 and a half feels right until I remember that they're led by arguably the greatest coach of all time in Greg Popovich. Um, I'm, I am so intrigued by the San Antonio Spurs roster. Like there's parts of it that I really, really like. Um, obviously Kawhi, their center like position is kind of crazy with, with Pau Gasol coming back, but I think they've drafted, albeit at the end of the first round, really, really well. Deontay Murray is like here to play. Brian Forbes is like here going to, going to contribute off the bench. Um, he lit it up in summer league. And keep your eye out for Brandon Paul. Like, that is sneakily what I feel like the Spurs are going to try and turn into the next Jonathan Simmons um, and why they maybe felt a little comfortable with him walking. I don't have much to say on this over-under. I'm more curious to hear y'all's takes on what you think the Spurs are going to do. Um, Ramu, what do you – any takes on the Spurs? I know you love that uh, that organization. They're very, very organized. Uh yeah, I think this is this is about the right number. But to, I mean, I'm not going to reiterate. So I just looked it up. So I just said Greg Popovich against the spread. Uh, he is. I, I don't know what this graph means right now, so I'm not going to try to explain it. <laughs> yes. The 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 take is you just don't bet against Greg Popovich. Yes. Uh, the line is so this is an over. If you want to put money on it, fine. I'm not putting any on it, but I get it. It's Greg. Fair enough. Uh, Hari or Shane, any takes on the Spurs? I got one. All right, go ahead. Oh, I don't think Chris Paul is going to be any good. Are we still on that? Or are we Go for it, Shane. So, I mean, you said that like you like this roster, and then you just named Kawhi Leonard. Who else do you like? Um, I really so I think Deontay Murray is the starting point guard for this roster. I think. Uh, <laughs> Look, we don't know that he's actually good. No, he's going to be good. A couple good games in the playoffs. And I'm a DeJounte Murray fan. So, but like, I don't think he's good yet. Danny Green is meh. Ginobili's 40. Danny um, Green is not meh. Danny Green is a good shooting guard for that roster. Danny Green is good. Fair. You're right. That's true. Um, Brandon, Brandon Paul, friends with my college roommate. So I have the Spurs winning 70 games this year. There you go. Bam. Um, Booyah. No, no, no. I have the Spurs under for the same reason I was wrong on the Mavericks last year. Last year, we looked at the Mavericks roster. It was like, oh, this roster sucks, but they have Rick Carlisle, so I'm picking the over. I learned my lesson. If your roster sucks, your team's probably not going to be very good. I don't think this is a 54-win or 55-win roster, so I don't think it's a 55-win team, and I love Greg Popovich, but you still have to have some semblance of top-level talent LaMarcus Aldridge hates his life. Paul Gasol has been on the downfall for a couple of years now. Kawhi Leonard's nasty, top five player, without a doubt. Um, well, so what, just, what What do you think? Do you think they get anything out of Rudy Gay? No, he's sucks and he's coming off a of torn Achilles. So I agree with the torn Achilles that, take, yes. Um, I, that, like, to me, to be honest, like, I have so much faith in RZ Buford as a GM. Like, I don't think they go out and pay Rudy Gay if they don't think they're going to be able to get something out of him. And, like, I know, you know, obviously a torn Achilles is is a tough injury to come back from. But, like, I saw firsthand Wesley Matthews come back from that. And so I I just think – I think they're going to make it work. I do. Um, And I think – fortitude of Wesley Matthews and Rudy Gay has proven to be a little different over the course of their careers. Fair. 
Fair. I just think, like, you put people on that Spurs machine and they end up being productive players. Like, you can't sit here and say that someone has come into the Spurs and maybe if you want to make the argument for Marcus Aldridge, fine. But, like, the first season there, they outperformed expectations. Like, that, at the end of the day, they won 61 games um, last season and their over-under was nowhere near that. Like, we want to sit here and say LaMarcus Aldridge like hates his life. I don't disagree with that, but that that organization figures out a way to make it work. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm an under on this one. Fair enough. All right, let's go to Sam Presti. Let's uh let's take a moment and and thank the God that is Sam Presti and his Oklahoma City Thunder over under fifty and a half. Last year was forty seven. And the question I have, which, like, this is, to me is, like, the best storyline, like, like low-key storyline of the NBA uh, this season, is who is going to be the four seed in the West? Because between the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Thunder, like, they are going to duke it out for that two and three seed. Um, and I think that's going to be just fascinating to watch. I uh, also think the, that adding Melo in terms of positional flexibility their closing five is talent-wise not that far from the Golden State Warriors. Like some form of Russ, PG, Mello, Steven Adams, and then I'm kind of worried about this last piece, but like Roberson, Abrinas, like one of those guys maybe steps up. I don't know. I'm fascinated by this team and this roster and the fact that Mello came out and said he would play the four. Give me the over, though I've got a hotter take for who I'm taking, putting some money on the over on. But Shane, NBA trade junkie, the guy that broke all this news to us, what what do you think the Thunder are going to do? Yeah, first of all, I told Wojnowski about this trade. That's what I uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. I so um. Yeah. I I that rosters. It's just such a perfect fit with Melo being the four and accepting being the four. Um. They can play Roberson together. You know, with all the other wings that they have, and he's a perfect fit. Um, he'll be even less guarded than he's been in the past, which is hard to do. Um, <laughs> Steven Adams is the perfect center. Hari's favorite NBA player of all time, Steven Adams. That's that old school. That's that old school. I'm not about that anymore. Perfect center for that team. But Samin, you said the sleeper guy on that roster. So I was playing NBA 2K recently. Oh, yeah. And Aquinas tore me up. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, if Abrinas can be on the court with those other dudes and not – if he can just get in the way enough on defense and not have Roberson play and just hide in the corner, he's the perfect wing for that. I just – I love this roster. I think they're going to be the two seed. Um, yeah, I, I'm hard over on the Thunder. Wow, the two seed. That's – that's interesting. Uh, me and, and noted NBA genius Zach Lowe happened to agree on this one. I just say everything Zach Lowe says. And <laughs> yeah, okay. Is Zach Lowe on this uh, podcast? Is he calling in? Yeah, well, he's sitting right next to me. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love this roster. I think Melo is the perfect fit, like I was saying. But I also think like Melo in a playoff run is a different Melo than we've seen in the last like eight years. Do like, we know I what Melo has it in him. Does anyone remember what Melo looks like in a playoff run? It, it feels yes. like. The Nuggets were my favorite team back when they were in the Western Conference <laughs> finals with JR and Chauncey and all those dudes. And Melo 
busted people's ass that entire playoffs, almost led his team to the finals that they knew how to inbounds a pass. Yep. Gene, what do you think about, what do you think about Hoodie Mello's uh, workout regimen this summer? I think the NBA definitely needs to let him wear a hoodie during NBA games. Yes. <laughs> Entertainment Ultimate jersey. They would just print money. They're going to sell. They're going to sell a lot of those those cut off hoodies uh, at those Thunder games. It's going to be like a hot item. Three of them. <laughs> Ramu, what are your thoughts on this roster? Yeah, let me jump in real quick. Uh, uh, Samin, that's a great point. So um, just yesterday, look back at the lines. Conversions on the Rock and the Spurs. They came down a game. Thunder up two games. So if I can get the Thunder at fifty and a half, go yes. ahead and lock me in for the over at five dollars. But I mean, Whoa. listen, the same reason. The same reasons I'm going to give you for for the Tims and for for the Sixers, it's like there's new players in this team. It's going to take you time. Yes, that's to yes. Players in. Yes. And and I'm just saying it's going to be a difficult task. Like yes, I think they can get to 51 wins, um, even without the addition of Melo. But you got to integrate these players in. You got to think about that. If if Russ has another breakout season like last year, they could easily be the two three. Um, let's see if maybe he regressed back to the mean, but I do like the way this team is built. These guys have a lot. Who's eating candy? <laughs> that's just uh, that's just that rag Shane Mike problems. It's okay. I, uh, it wasn't me. No, I know. We always, I just like to blame Shane. It's just fun. Um, it was a room service from Hari. Hari, take us home. What are your takes on the Thunder? Uh, so I, I don't have any other anything else to add other than the under on the thunder is the best bet on the board right now for the Whoa, over-unders. wow uh, it's 1.61 uh, oh so for in terms of odds okay. on the under for the thunder okay all right there you go no he's playing it's the odds good, it's just a good payout it's just a it, listen if you're trying to play a parlay this season whatever you think is a lock right like my thing is the rockets and the Cavs. like whatever you think is a lock add the thunder under to it and you're gonna quintuple your money it's so it's such easy money are you using my strategy from last year by spreading your money around no i'm not spreading my money around i'm just playing where i think i could i could make money is that called spreading your money around i don't (laughs) i'm confused by your statement (laughs) uh, pelicans now that's great this is great I love this podcast. I got, my, I got my sixth man of the year award on the Pelicans right now. Oh, wow. Oh. You act like I'm actually going to give you time to talk about the Pelicans. Oh. All right. <laughs> Let's go on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Over under 48 and a half when they won 31 last season. Ramu, you teased this a little bit. What? 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 48 and a half? Are you kidding? Uh, this line is I'm going to use this word, is egregiously high. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculously high. Yes. You basically, just, you basically just swapped Ricky Rubio with Jeff Teague. Uh, Taj and Jamal are basically a little bit more depth. Maybe you added Jimmy Butler. Um, but I just don't see – okay, let me say this. There's only – this is a good stat. Only 59 teams in NBA history have, have actually had a year-to-year – increase of 18 games 18 games yes 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 tim i don't understand what did these individuals add to win 18 more games this is an under if i've ever seen it this is ten dollars in the under boom i like it hari the timberwolves i don't like saying this but that is the most compelling argument i've heard on this podcast remove stop saying smart things (laughs) period it's like the smartest thing i've ever heard I have to, I'm working on some reallocating some money. So 
uh, maybe take like ten off the ten off the Cavs. Uh, make that thirty and give me a ten on the under for the Tim Timberwolves. Boom! There you go. That's called spreading your money, as Rumi would say. That's Shade, spreading my money. Is Jimmy Butler that good? Is Jimmy Butler seventeen wins? better or, or a 17 win adder to the timberwolves listen i, I don't think anyone has anything to add other than what Ramu said i think it's like 100 percent the correct point fine like there's no way they make this much this much growth in this year i agree okay so i think they're going to be under but i think it's going to be close and it's not just the jimmy butler addition it's the jump of wiggins and towns that i think vegas is banking okay, on are too. we sure wiggins is good yes okay we'll talk about that at the end of this season you don't. Oh, I think he's good. I think I think people. They just get a shit ton of money. Yeah, I'm not selling that yet. Here's my thing. He is in the bottom quartile of defenders at his position, which is literally crazy. Like he is built to defend the three, or like the two through the four, or the one through the four, and somehow he's like proven incapable of doing it. Yes, like you can say it was his first season with Tibbs, um, but that that's just like my like low key hot take is I don't think Andrew Wiggins is actually that good. No, I think that's a good point. I mean, we, let's let's wait till we get into the season to actually see because I think there is a question of Towns and Wiggins being able to take on more of a responsi- defensive responsibility in this team. So yeah, no, be- that's that's my only point. All right, let's go to the let's go to the Nuggets. Um, over under forty five and a half. Last season is forty. I'll just I'll just open the floor. Does anyone have anything interesting to say about the Nuggets? Pass. Boom. All right, that's. Oh. Go ahead, Shane. Over. Paul Millsap is the perfect power forward to go with Jokic. Um, I think Murray makes a jump. I like their coach. Um, I like the Nuggets a lot. I feel like you've spent a lot of money, and I feel we're going to attract it. I feel like all of us have $100, and for some reason, I feel like you've been putting a lot of money down. I mean, Shane put 100 on the Hornets. Fun fact, Hari, I've not said any money except $100 on the under for the Hornets. The only <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just yelling up the videos I have, but no bets. They're just opinions. I uh, I also agree with Shane. This is this is over. Um, but I didn't put any money on it. Yeah, I mean, like they just feel like the right like five, six, seven seed. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, Paul Millsap is good. He's the perfect fit at four. It's just like the West is very, very good. And I don't know, you know, like it's tough to get above fifty wins. It feels like in this uh, in this Western Conference. Um, let's go to the Clippers. I'll open the floor again. Anything interesting to say about the Clippers? Cool. That's what I thought. Um, I was just, the only part I wanted to add is the health of the four has me worried. Like Gallinari out here punching fucking Serbians and Blake Griffin out here punching trainers. Uh, Yeah. What are the stories? Oh yeah. You didn't see this? Go, go search Danilo Gallinari punch. And he literally broke his finger punching Drops some. This dude. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he socked him. It was a great hit. Drops him like harder than Blake Griffin dropped that trainer last year. Yes. Um. So you know the fact that you've just got like broken fingers everywhere. I, I'm curious to see uh to see how this Clippers team plays out. Okay, I actually want to talk about this next team, which is the Portland Trailblazers over under 42 and a half, with their uh, last season being 41. Does Shane, do you have anything to say about the Trailblazers? Or do I get to go uh, on a monologue? No. Well, no, hey, you should double ganger uh, Mild Pumley over there. Oh, Whoa, yeah. Hey, I, I think <laughs> that's an insult. He just insulted me. 
That's a good. Uh, that's a good doppelganger. Also, he's on the Nuggets. I was gonna idiot. say he's on the uh, Nuggets. They traded him to the Nuggets. Um, here, okay, the Trailblazers are fascinating to me because I don't think I think they could range anywhere from five to eight in the West. But I am leaning more and more as I sort of watch these watch this team towards the higher end of that spectrum. They were fourteen and six, albeit with a small sample size, with Nurkic in the last twenty games, uh, twenty last games of last season. And they're going to get a full season of Nurkic, who's supposed to be in in great shape. And the fact that you combine what was so effective for them was you have two guys that can shoot off the dribble with big man Nurkic setting huge screens. Like, I think Terry Slots is a great coach. I really, really like their GM, Neil O'Shea. I think this team is built to be, again, in that, like, five to eight mix. But I'm actually leaning to the to the over for these guys pretty well. Like, I think they're going to get to 45, 46 wins. Mm, yeah. That's all I got. That's, that's, that's my basketball take. Um, cool. Good monologue. Over to the Utah Jazz. Uh, over under 40 and a half with last season being 51. Any, uh, your boy Donovan Mitchell plays for these guys, Ramu. Any, uh, any love for your boy Donovan? I know. I was actually going to go over. I had money on them before, but I had to reallocate uh, because of all my really great pecs before. So, um, <laughs> no, for, I don't know. So the only thing that irked me was uh, past couple of days, the trended downward two games. So I don't know what people know that I don't know, but I would have went over. Um, but it looks like a people, lot. people know a lot. Um, that, um, it's down at 38 and a half now. 30 and a half now, yeah. But it, I mean, we're bet, we're betting on it at 40 and a half. Yeah, we're betting there. 40 and a half. I, I take the over on that. I, I, I don't think they're going to drop off as much as uh, people think. I think Donovan Mitchell is a stud. Yo, he's good. He's uh, fucking good. I, I like Rubio there. I think Rubio's going to be able to help Gobert and Favors kind of do well on offense. The um, only concern, though, out. Shane, aren't you worried about, like, Rubio, Favors, Gobert on the court together? Like, is not today's NBA. I know. I, I think... Their their best chance of winning games is to win ninety five to ninety. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think Rubio's a good point guard. I weirdly enough, like I think Rubio's a good point guard for the two bigs. And he got that. Uh, he got that JJ Redick sleeve tat. Yeah. Oh yeah. The half sleeve is at least another five percentage points from three point range. Yes. Um. I think I think Donovan Mitchell starts for the two at them by like a quarter of the way through the season. I think Edson sucks. Yes. Uh, so I think Rubio, Mitchell, Rodney, I think Rodney Hood's good. Um, and I was, of course, listening to Zach Lowe, and he's all in on Rodney Hood having a big year with Gordon Hayward not there. Um, and his numbers in the past with Hayward off the court have shown that. So I think I think Rubio, Mitchell, Hood, Favors, Gobert is a good lineup. And you got Ingles off the bench, some other scrubs. There you um, go. But I, I like the team. I think they're going to go over. I think they're going to go over 40 and a half. Now that it's 38 and a half, I definitely uh, strong take on the over. Yes. I think we need to cut. We need to, I think we need to cut Shane off from the beard. I just heard a lot of names and no actual ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he was just he was just trying to name. He's just trying to see if he could name everyone on the roster before the end of, end of the segment. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, Harry, like, here's your oh, chance. Looks like a villain in a Bond movie. So I like that guy. There you go. All right, here's your chance to name everyone on your second favorite NBA team, the New Orleans Pelicans, over oh, under 39 and a half. Last season, 34. All I want to talk about 
is how they're gonna go over it. So I think they take. So I'm sorry if you could go back to the last spot and edit in me saying ten, just ten for the Hawks, and then now I'm gonna take that extra ten, the juice that I have from that, and like to put it in on the Pelicans. <laughs> Give me the over on the Pelicans. What? Stop. And I'd like to parlay. Shane challenged me. Could you make a worse bet than last year than Stephen Adams won? And I said, Shane, I'll I won't even do that. I'll do you one better. Give me Check Diallo as sixth man of the year this Stop year. It. Here's the thing. Listen, <laughs> listen, everyone, please be quiet. This is my turn to talk. Ramu and I watched him in the summer league this year, and he was very good. He had an excellent, a excellent summer league. Uh, Anthony Davis says this is one of the most talented. Uh, Pelicans teams he's played for. They are on the trend. Uh, Check Diallo's catch and shoot percentage is 72% uh, from the floor. He's actually an incredible shooter, uh, has very good presence. The biggest problem Check Diallo has is that he doesn't know when to stop shooting. He like thinks he has a hot hand. He thinks he's an NBA jam and wants to take every shot. If if he can learn how to not shoot the ball and, and distribute, uh, I think the Pelicans, like every year, I feel like we're saying that the Pelicans are about to take the next step. Um, give it to me this year, right? Like, I don't see any reason why they won't go over uh, and won't do any better. I, I, I really believe in this Pelicans team. They are my now new second favorite team after my last. Wow. Okay, Hari, how many, do you know how many? First. Go ahead, go ahead, Shane. No, 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 Samin, please. Okay, first, Hari, uh, do you know how many three-pointers Chuck Diallo took last season? No, it's not about three. I'm not talking about three-pointers. He's a sixth man. He's, he's a wolf. He's also very passionate about the court I was reading from looking up Czech Diallo stats right before we okay, got because the number okay fine the number is zero so this guy I am an NBA what I consider a, a very strong fan and this where did you come up with this guy that this is the I am saying I'm saying Ramu and I saw him in the summer league and he was very good Ramu please back me up here this is the moment where you come in I, so this strategy is this is the uh, this is the classic stars and scrub strategy. Yeah, stars and scrubs. Thank you. To your point, Hari, if you believe in this individual and you believe in some of the scrubs in the bench on uh, the second line, then yeah, this could work. This okay. this Pelican team could, could get some wins. Okay, Hari, was this uh, just just tell and me one Rondo thing? Rondo still has shelf life. Then yeah, great for you. Tell me Rondo, one thing, Hari. Rondo has shelf life. You know who doesn't? Chris fucking Paul. That guy's no shelf wow. life. Wow, <laughs> my god. Uh, just answer me Ross one thing, Hari. The first ballot Hall of Famer. Did you watch? How do I, how Ch- do I end the call? Did you watch <laughs> Chuck Diallo? After you had the two Hofbrauhaus House leaders, or before? It was after. Hoffer okay, that's House, all I want to know. That's all I want to know. As a, as a note, it was before I spilled that whole beer on myself in the second <laughs> round. <laughs> Perfect, Shane. Chime we in here. We played very well against the Hawks. That's it. That's all. I, that's fair enough. And we praise the Hawks on this podcast. As a note, we praise their. We do. We do. The podcast. All here right. we go. Shane. Okay. All right. Who starts for them at the three? Check me Quinn Cook. <laughs> So, first point is, they're playing with, like, 70% of a real NBA team. Rondo doesn't care about the regular season, so that's an automatic hard argument for the under. They are starting someone named Dante Cunningham, who, sure. Former Villanova, great. Um, Tell me also the last time DeMarcus Cousins made the playoffs. Oh, wait. I thought we weren't talking about the past. I thought that was one of the big things about the. No, we're not talking about the early Mike D'Antoni thing. I thought we, the whole thing was like we're going to leave the past in the past. We're and not. Now we got to focus on the current. Check the yellow is the fucking future of this league. Also, you catch can't shoot players at seventy. He's at seventy-two percent catch and shoot. That's how that, is that not six-man material. That argument 
that same argument could be made for saying DeAndre Jordan's the best shooter in the NBA because he has the highest field goal. I'm not saying he's the best shooter. I'm saying, it's listen. not even your dumbest argument of the podcast, so congrats. There you go. I'm just saying he, like, averaged a double-double in the summer. He played well. So did Will Bynum. <laughs> Former Georgia Tech great. <laughs> go Jackets. There we listen, go. Yeah, you're welcome. Check Diallo learned at Kansas. He learned how to win. That's you can't teach that. He didn't. Play. Can we move on? To, can please move on to the next one. I'd like to add the last one. He learned how to win at Kansas. Please move on to the next. Please move on to the next. Okay. Move on to the next one. All right. I have more hot takes to come. I have more hot takes to come. <laughs> Let's, on the Let's go. Let's go. Memphis Grizzlies uh, over under 37 and a half. Uh, last season was 43. Shane, what are, what are the Grizzlies going to do this season? So, just read an article today about my man Chandler Parsons. Yes! Yes! You know who he's been hanging out with this offseason? Kylie, one of the but Jenners. I, I don't know which one are the same. I'm telling you, I follow that guy on Instagram. He's been hustling. Third Kardashian dropped this podcast. You're welcome, everyone. I don't really know anything else about the team, so I just wanted to say the Kardashians again. I also follow Chandler Parsons on Instagram. And that guy has been putting in work. Um, and he also working out some too. Yes. Uh, the team. There was just a. There was just a a Kardashian drop. (laughs) Yeah, the Jenner, the the Kylie Jenner drop. Incredible. Yes. Um. So speaking of good-looking women, did anyone also see David Fisdale's wife? Oh my God! Google it. Amazing. Give me the over fifteen (laughs) dollars. What? It's like the money ball, you know, you, someone with a hot wife has a lot of confidence. That's so. it. That's it. I we agree. Such good basketball takes in the beginning of this pod. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you Google David Fisdale, what's the first Google result? Yes, it's wife. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a thing. No, and uh, from an actual basketball standpoint, I think they finally like moved on from this grit and grind thing. I'm putting all my faith in the fact that I follow Chandler Parsons on Instagram and his knee looks healthy. That's it. Give me $15 on the over. But care less about basketball. David Fisdale, hot wife, comboed with Chandler Parsons' Instagram celebrity. Yes. Kate Beckinsale back in the day. Yes. Christian's over. Don't even care about the basketball stuff. That's it. It's just I'm it's... taking over under like four and a half kids they have this year. <laughs> yes. Okay. On to my my favorite team that we're going to talk about today. Excuse me. I wasn't given a chance oh, to speak. Oh, sorry, on. Hari. Go ahead. Please. Go ahead, Hari. One, there are a lot. I'd, like to, I'd like to let everyone know that the room service finally arrived. It took about <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes. So we're opening up some Miller lights. And I'd like to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and how hard they're going to under on this 37 and a half. Um, one, they don't have any point power forward. They just don't. Jamichael like, Green. That, listen. Whoa. Here, hey, Jamichael Green, do you know what he tweeted this week? No. He tweeted, someone said, hey, man, you got to come to training camp. And he t- tweeted back, only time will tell. Dude, Which that's... seems like a weird thing to say if you're definitely going to play with them. Uh, Two, there's not a ton of options that play well with Gasol on that team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go into full tank mode after a few injuries. Macklemore's out for, uh, for the or There are a number of players who are out on their team. Um, give me the under on this team. I'd like to take the under on the Memphis Grizzlies. Also, that is the last thing I have to say. For the really? Can I leave now? So your <laughs> argument for the Grizzlies is that one of their starters isn't good, but you like the Pelicans who are starting a D-lead player at the three? Here's my thing. Check Diallo. He's the future <laughs> of the league. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris <laughs> Paul? If no one likes Chris Paul. Everyone also, likes Chris Paul, right? Yeah, I like him, but he's a Hall of Famer. Also, Jamichael there appears to be only one picture of uh, this guy's wife, David Fisdale's wife. 
Yeah. And, did, David Fisdale? Yeah. It's all okay. Also, Jermichael Green is finalizing a two year deal with the Grizzlies yes, today. But, thank you. Thank well, you. I just, listen, I just don't understand why you would even gamble on this team. Like, this team is, is baffling to me. Like, I don't understand. They no Carter, no Randolph. You have Conley Gazal. I don't, you say there's no grit and grind. You go to Bill Street, every resident lives by grit and grind. That is not true. All they live is by Steely Dan covers. <laughs> Bill Street is trash. That's another hot take for this podcast. Bill Street is the worst street in America. It's wow. the most overrated street in America. Bill Street this is, the is trash. Avoid bet. This is the biggest avoid bet. But, but, but I'm saying you literally describe it down under. Yes. I can be under. Grizzlies is under. I'm under. I'm under. I can't. starting in three, two, one. Okay. Yes. The Dallas Mavericks over under 35 and a half last season, 33. Does anyone have anything to say about the Dallas Mavericks? Perfect. Uh, this Carlisle. I think Carlisle's all you need to say. Yes. Over. Yes. Con- uh, Dennis Smith, rookie of the year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Keep them coming. <laughs> Keep them coming. All right. Here's a couple of stats for you guys. First of all, Dennis Smith Jr. is the truth. Um, he already has dunked on Nerlens Noel in training camp, and it is like all over the Mavs Instagram, which is fucking awesome. But on an actual statistics note, this team went 29 and 32 with Dirk last year, and so I'm not saying that 40 year old Dirk stays healthy the entire season, but he's at least like coming into the season healthy. And they're starting him at the five to squeeze Noel into, I guess, what is going to be a smaller role, and eventually re-sign him. But that, you know, I think that's interesting. Here's what's going to happen with the Dallas Mavericks. Are you guys ready for the storyline? First, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Over $15. They're going to sneak in as an eight seed. They're going to upset the Warriors as payback for 2006. And then Mark Cuban will announce he is running for president with the momentum he has. Get ready, Cuban 2020. That's all I have to say. Do you guys remember when we had that really good conversation about the Celtics and the Cavs? It feels like it was hours ago. It felt like this a basketball. It was a basketball. Everyone is yelling about David Fisdale's wife and Mark Cuban will be president. Also, I'm in on the Mavs just because Dirk Nowitzki, when recently asked on the legacy he hopes to leave behind, quote, he was a good dude and was fortunately tall. Had a nice touch, I guess. So, I'm in on Dirk. There we go. No, um, but like from an actual basketball standpoint, uh, Ramu said it right. I think Rick Carlisle is going to be awesome with this roster. If we can somehow manage to stay healthy, like this team is better than last season's roster. And 35 and a half just doesn't feel like enough of a jump. I'm a complete homer. I get it. Um, but I just think uh, I think this team like ekes its way to like 38, 39, 40 wins. So here's my question. What I, I think this is a fair question for any fan. What made Vegas, like, listen, I think we all went over last year and, right, we were wrong because we all bought this Carlisle thing. What makes Vegas that much more wrong this year before last year and this year? Like, what are they not taking to account? Homerism. Um, I, it's, it's the Dirk Nowitzki injury. I think, like, in in last season's projections, I mean, he ended up missing, uh, I want to say it was, like, 27 games, uh, which, or, yeah, no, around 20 games, which is, like, huge for this team. I think that's where they missed. Like, that is why they went severely under. And now I think Vegas has overcorrected. And, like, a healthy Dirk on this roster with Nerlens Noel and Dennis Smith Jr. is just, it, it's more like what they had at last season, which was like 40 and a half. Like, I think that to me makes sense. But you're just going to, you're going to do that fluctuation thing year to year. So, Ramu and, Sh- Ramu and Shane, now hearing this, are you going to buy in on this over? 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, out I'm out of money. I can't bid anymore. There you go. I'm out of money. Dwight Howard under. It took all my money. That's it. See, all right. This dumb question. Okay, on to the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers over under 33 and a half. Last season was 26. Um, who who's who's buying the big baller brand shoes and who is buying this over? Is anyone buying the under? Okay, I like it. Fair enough. I have to win exactly 33 and a half games. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not like bet I have really. Here's my thing. I actually like Lonzo Ball. I like his whole family. I like Lamar Ball. Love our ball. All the the whole family. Um, but I I think this is a very well they're within like a game or two of this over under. Boom. I, I like it. I have the under. I don't think I still don't think I mean Brandon Ingram might make a little bit of a jump. Um I I, I that's a that's a lot of wins in the West for a team that people only like because Lonzo Ball does cool passes. Um, so I, I'll take the under. I, I agree, actually. I have no money, but I'll take the under. Um, the only part I'm interested in is, like, actually, I think Brooke Lopez is, like, a sneaky good piece for this team because he can now stretch the floor. Like, I think that will be interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure that sentence has ever been said. Dude, he is good. Brooke Lopez Brooke, is Brooke a... Brooke Lopez is a good addition to this team. Yeah. <laughs> Even his family, when he was born, was like, oh, I don't... Yeah, they definitely like Robin better. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brooke Lopez is going to be all over those Comic-Cons in Los Angeles. He's going to fit in great with the uh, the nerd culture that is downtown Los Angeles. Um, and I don't know. I like, But Shane, you said it well. Like The West is stacked. They're probably going to get to 30 wins, and then Paul George and LeBron will come, and they'll be good. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Thing, you don't bet on this team. There's too many variables. Yeah. Uh, exciting team to watch. Let's see what happens. I think Caldwell Pope could be fun to watch beyond the arc. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. Correction, That's... Comic-Con is in San Diego. Thank oh, you. It, you know, close. I think nerd culture. I don't think L.A. and Hollywood. You know <laughs> – I, but what you're forgetting exactly. is 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 Robin Lopez and and Philip Rivers are like best friends, so we can just drive back with. We can hit a ride with Phil Rivers because he commutes from San Diego uh, to LA gotcha. every day. Uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. There you Great go. Crossover pod. The crossover pod. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's wrap these two up. Uh, we got the Sacramento Kings over under twenty eight and a half. Last season was thirty two. Anyone? Uh, anyone got any Kings hot takes? <sighs> The, the Kings are the saddest franchise. I know. Ever. I can't think of a sadder franchise. That, that is what I have. I just said pass, sad franchise. At least they have an analytics team now. Those are my like, comments. Can, can you think of a, like a season ticket group that you would be less happy to be a part of in any sport? Ooh, ooh, ooh Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> would you? <laughs> would, like, it's, but at least the Atlanta Hawks like had that one great season. No, I have like, one I for you, Hari. The Cleveland Browns. Would you rather the be... A Cleveland Browns season ticket owner or a Sacramento Kings season ticket owner? At least the Cleveland Browns like get like number one draft picks. Like that's the only minor. Like my only thing I can say about that is that Sacramento just like it loses and then it gets fucked by this lottery and then like literally nothing good happens. Yeah. And then they have this horrible owner that like wants to run a four man defense and one person down the court. It's just like the whole thing is sad. The it whole thing is very sad. By the lottery, they get screwed by the players that they pick. Exactly. And then on top of that, like watching a team, like not a nearby team, but the Warriors like grow up and like play very serious basketball while you like just sort of like wasted a bunch of years and like where you were a playoff team. Like seems like just a really sad 
like the saddest season ticket holder group to be a part of. I like so it. So we all writing off the careers of Jimmer Fredette and Nick Staustis. Oh, pour one yes. out. I poor, would, yeah, I would like to write them off right now. I don't know if they're a bet I can take on writing off their careers. No, Fair. Jimmer Fredette is going to be the next Steph Marbury in China. That guy's like putting up like 48 points a game and he yeah, belongs. His signature shoe just came out. My man is making money over in China. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, um, Lakers Kings play in the fourth to last game of the season. I hope they have the same record and it comes down to De'Aaron Fox versus oh, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Again. Yes. And bust his ass again. And I I really just want that to be like a huge rivalry. I hope they hate each other. I really hope they hate each other. And that's just like a cool NBA point guard rivalry over the next. I'd like it to be, but that would require the Kings playing well. Mm. Oh, no, I don't think their team's rival. I just mean like they just go against each other and they just hate each other. Like, De'Aaron Fox's mom is, like, really loud and, like, says some shit about LeVar Ball. Like, I'm in on all of that. Yes. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's get through this last one because I cannot believe we've been podcasting for two hours. The Phoenix Suns over under 28 and a half. Uh, last season was 24. Is this Suns team, is Josh Jackson five games better? Uh, <laughs> Pass. There we go. That's about right. Um, no. <laughs> What I am curious of, like the only thing that intrigues me about this team is do they make a midseason trade or do they fire their GM, Ryan McDonough, who's also low-key an asshole when you meet him in person in case you ever get that opportunity. Oh, wow. Hot takes come out the pod. Boom. Drop. Yes. Um, awesome. All right, fam, fam. This this was a great podcast. I will let each one of you say your favorite thing that was said on this podcast. I will start... And I quote Hari Gopal, Chris Paul is not or maybe a Hall of Famer. Best thing I've ever heard. Shane, please tell me your favorite thing from this podcast. It was when Hari Gopal said Chuck Diallo is the best shooter in the league. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I'm laughing. Ramu, please. Hari uh, quote. It's, it's talking about all these Kardashians. This is a basketball podcast. <laughs> we have to go off the rails. It's just part of it's. It's the nature of our fan base. What can I say? Wait, I talked about the Kardashians because this is a basketball podcast. They are ingrained yeah. in the league. The Kardashians about to be the new logo. They're about to replace Jerry West. I, I don't know. I think. Who do you think have a has a better chance of listening to this podcast? One of the Kardashians or Tim Frazier? Tim Frazier. Fair. I don't know. I don't think the Kardashians have the podcast app on their phone. The <laughs> unlocked iPhone 11. I will. I will be tweeting this out to Trace McSorley at the end of this. There you go. That's hot. That's a hot take. That's a wire. That's a hot take. Hari, what was your favorite favorite moment of this podcast? Listen, the favorite moment and the best moment, if you are listening to this podcast, is getting that money on the Timberwolves under. Yes. The new anomaly with that real good content yeah that's you got to listen for six hours to get about 30 seconds of good content on this podcast yeah. okay, and it comes from removed it's very surprising you got to listen to us on 3x speed just yeah. so you can get through all the bullshit you can no longer fast forward through when remove talks like most <laughs> <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part is when shane laid all his money on charlotte and then continued to make picks on all of the teams <laughs> No, I, think yes. mine, I think mine is when Shane said a lot of really positive stuff about the 76ers. Like, I agree with the under. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. Like, listen, the only money I say 
is hundred dollars on Dwight Howard under. There you go. I love Whatever it. If he goes to the Warriors, I'm picking the Warriors under. I don't care what team he's on. That's it. <laughs> he's a he's a black hole. That's what it. What was everyone's records the year before? Uh, wait, whose record? I was minus forty dollars. Oh, I I, oh, I I think I was up one sixty. Didn't Stephen Adams become a all star? Stop it. <laughs> The okay. dumbest thing I was I've down 160 though. I won 10 grand on the Celtics being the one seed. <laughs> I uh won all my money with the Warriors getting the 66 games. So oh yeah, 67 games. Um all right, oh, yeah. with that, that is our NBA podcast. Uh we I I cannot wait for this season. I think it's gonna be very exciting. There's just I don't know how the NBA does it, but it is becoming the sports league of America. And so tune in. The podcast will keep on going. And with that, we are out.